What's going on, Pats Nation? This is the CLNS Media Network's Patriots Post Game Show. I am your host, Mike Mullineau, alongside Marvin Zahn. Game just wrapped up in Mexico City, where the Patriots came out with the victory over the Oakland Raiders. Marv, Patriots, the NFL, you know, takes the show on the road, yeah. goes over to Mexico to show uh, the people of Mexico and the Patriots and the football fans over there some football. And I mean, maybe they came out to see a competitive matchup back and forth. Dominated this game from start to finish. Complete domination, especially from the offense. If you're a Patriots fan, this was a beautiful game to watch. Oh, they saw a show, all right? They saw a quarterback dominating show from the one and only Tom Brady. Anytime you get a chance to watch the GOAT come out to Mexico City, you're going to come out there. You know, the crowd was chanting Brady, Brady, before you even walked in, walked in on the field, and he delivered, Mike. Story of the game, Brady, 30 for 37, 339 yards, three touchdowns. The man was flawless in this game. Absolutely. You know, if you were to look at this matchup last season and you saw the Oakland Raiders taking on the New England Patriots, this is a game that, you know, for Patriots fans and Raiders fans, you're probably circling, on, circling it on your calendar because, you know, you know the Patriots are capable of doing year in and year out. But last year was a real come out and breakout season for the Oakland Raiders and especially Derek Carr. MVP candidate all the way up until he broke his leg. You know, that Raiders team was one team, in my opinion, that I felt you know, that could have been an AFC championship game uh, showdown, Patriots versus the Raiders. But, you know, like I said, Derek Carr broke his leg. Uh, the offense just wasn't the same when he went out and even when he came back. But now you fast forward to this year, and the Raiders' season has just taken a complete left turn. You think that all the momentum they had following them off of last season would have just continued. I mean, they pretty much have all the same yeah. weapons. You know, bring Derek, in beast mode. you bring in uh, uh, Marshawn Lynch to the, to the offense. You know, you would – you would figure, you know, this team would be right up, you know, atop the, the AFC. But season, I think with this loss, the Raiders dropped to four and six, I believe, on the season, which is, you know, not a good record that you want to have fighting for a playoff position and even wildcard position. I mean, the season's not completely over. But Thanks to <laughs> Buffalo Bills being done. We'll talk about that. The season's not time. completely over, but this loss to the Patriots doesn't help their case for what they're trying to accomplish. Over there. Not at all. I mean, Oakland, like you mentioned, same thing about Denver. When you looked at this Patriots schedule, you saw the stretch when they would have to go to Denver. They would have to travel to Mexico City. You're looking at that like, okay, this is going to be a tough stretch for the Patriots. That has not been the case. I mean, Patriots came out there. They're on a mission right now. We see this every year once they hit their stride around November and then not looking back. Like we mentioned, Brady hit. Receivers. He was in the zone. And the, the guy who had a, a great game, Brandon Cooks, Mike, came out six receptions, 149 yards, and a touchdown. The long one was the 64-yarder that he that Brady hit him in. And that's not even Brandon Cooks' longest catch. That's tied for his fifth longest catch. That's how great this wide receiver is. And you saw everyone get involved. Dan Mendola, Deion Lewis. I mean, Allen's exciting to get your Two receptions, 24 yards. You saw a little bit of, you know, some pitches to Bennett as well. So everyone, everyone was eating. Everyone was eating out there with the New Everyone the definitely was eating, except the top, you know, tight end in the league, in a lot of people's opinion. Rob Gronkowski only finished the game with three receptions for 36 yards on three targets. Now, you know, question for all the viewers out there, and the question for you, Marv. 
are we seeing because of the fact that you know they brought Bennett back in they know what he's capable of obviously the guy must not be hurt at all or whatever but how much of having Bennett back into the mix and then obviously they're featuring Dwayne Allen a little bit more how much of that really is going to eat into what we're used to seeing from Rob Gronkowski for the rest of the season and maybe going into the postseason are they really just going to focus on spreading the ball around much more with the now three tight ends that they have or Will they eventually go back to say, hey, Rob Gronkowski's our guy. We're going to force him the ball and make him make plays down the field. I think, especially with this game, it, it had to do with game flow. You were dominating. You were dominating the Oakland Raiders. There wasn't much. You were throwing bombs to Cooks, a lot of big plays. So there wasn't a need for Rob Gronkowski as much. You know, obviously, Bennett coming in, now that Dwayne Allen's getting acclimated into the system, it might put Rob Gronkowski's production down. But I think what's really hurting his production are the running backs, the emergence of a Burkhead, the emergence of now you have Deion Lewis and James White. All that affects Gronkowski more than the tight end set. You know, Rob is going to get the more more targets out of all the tight ends. There. He's mostly going to get the most targets in the game usually. But when you got guys like Brandon Cooks who's dominating and game flow, I think that's why Gronk, you didn't see a great seven receptions, 80 yards, and a touchdown from Gronkowski this game. Either way, you know, like you just said, Brady was hitting and finding a lot of different uh, receivers, tight ends, uh, running backs. Brady was spreading the ball around. And if you ask me, just looking at Brady's stats, 30 of 37 for 339 yards and three touchdown passes. We're looking at an offensive player of the week award probably coming up for Tom Brady after his performance. After he just had one last week. I mean, that's what the GOAT Tom Brady is <laughs> able to do week in and week out. Another thing that I'm going to say, also, in my opinion, again, this just, you know, helps his case to be the NFL MVP, in my opinion. It's coming up. Tom Brady's having a heck of a year, and you look at the stats. I know when you look at MVP awards, you want to look at the stats and how the team's performing. But for Brady, you got to look at the stats how the team's performing, and the fact that he's 40 years old and he's making this happen. I don't think there's ever been another quarterback. I know they always like to bring up Warren Moon and, and Brett Favre, and I think sometimes I hear Vin Vinny Testaverde's name tossed up. The backup? The backup Vinny? <laughs> I, think I mean, the reason he lasted so long because he barely played, but come on now. <laughs> With all that being said, I know the Moons and the Favre's <laughs> going to completely surpass what any 40-plus-year-old quarterback has done done in the NFL, so you got to give him a lot of credit on some side of the ball. Yes. Defense is a completely another conversation we can have. Another game where the Patriots defense holds a quarterback to under, you know, three, 300 yards, something that at the beginning of the season, they weren't, they were letting quarterbacks go off for big numbers and big yards against, against six, them. Six games in a row, 300, 300 yard quarterback will come in here, a bunch of bums to add on to that, and <laughs> it has not been the case. Absolutely. So, I mean, Derek Carr, 28 of 49, only 237 yards, one touchdown, but one interception. This defense, this secondary, especially, obviously, like I said in the beginning of the show, this is not the same, you know, uh, not the same offense that the, that the Oakland Raiders were last year, but still, they have some capable guys over there in Crabtree and Cooper, as much as I can stand Cooper a little bit. It's like the teams that they faced early in the season, you know, Derek Carr should be able to go off, but this secondary has come a long way than what we were seeing in the beginning of the season, for sure. It has. You know, Gilmore seems to be more comfortable now. McCordy seems, seems to have these guys really set up perfectly, and Oakland Raiders just not that good. 
they, when you look at their offense and you see what they've been doing, their offense, there's something wrong. And I don't know what it is. I don't watch Oakland Raiders every week, but the Patriots were really able to shut them down. Like you said, the secondary was better. Butler, he did lead, let up a touchdown, which I'm going to get on Butler later in, in this show because this has been a couple weeks now where Butler has let up a couple touchdowns here. And you know, this is his. This is his last year, you know, his contract year, Mike, and he hasn't been performing up to par. Mm -hmm. So who knows what Butler's future is, but he was on Cooper. Cooper scored a touchdown early this game. But other than that, there's not much highlights you can mention on this Oakland Raiders defense. Marshawn Lynch looked pretty good. He looked like beast mode at times during this game. You know, you still act, you, you still got guys like Malcolm Brown, who's who's hurt. So you bring in a guy like Jean-Francois in there. So he's still getting acclimated. But this defense has gone a long way. In another week where they have, they only let up eight points only in, eight. This game, in this game. Away with, what is it? Tom Brady has won, won now 12 away games in a row. Mm -hmm. Incredible, incredible stat. So this team has gone a long way. And I know we have comments and questions as well that we need to get to. Absolutely. I saw one person say, great game from Malcolm Butler shutting down Amari Cooper. Cooper shut down, I guess, in a sense. I mean, he's technically maybe Oakland's number one receiver. I mean, he finished the game with three receptions and 28 yards. He did have that one touchdown. Would you really call this a shutdown performance? I know you wanted to get into Malcolm Butler. Yeah, I mean, so I wouldn't call it a shutdown performance when actually, I mean, it's easy to it's easy to shut down Ask receivers. Me about Cooper not catching. It's really easy to shut down receivers when they get, can't catch, and that's been Oakland Raiders' Achilles heel throughout the season. They just don't have hands, and it's it's horrible. Cooper is a guy who you know coming in his rookie year, you saw. A great future for him. He's he's up there with the AJ Greens and potential wise. That's how you saw uh, Amari Cooper, and he's just not having that production these past couple years. One because of his hand. Butler had an okay game. That touchdown wasn't a huge deals during garbage time, of course. So I wouldn't say shut down, but they've done a good job handling these receivers. I have to agree with you as well. I mean, then you look at the other side of the ball. Gilmore was around. I mean, he left for a little bit with that dehydration issue. Yep. But, I mean, like in terms of what Oakland Raiders have the capability of doing, I think it was a solid performance all around for Butler, for Gilmore, for all the guys in the secondary. McCord even stepped up, have some big plays, you know, not allowing some catches down the field. I know Chung was in there. I think he got that. He got a fumble recovery. Yep. A game where finally a couple turnovers were forced. Uh, fumble interception. That's also one thing that I've I've definitely been looking more from the uh, Patriots defense is forcing some turnovers, getting some interceptions, getting some fumbles, just just getting some takeaways. That's one thing that's been missing, and that's what makes a Patriots defense so great because they you know you're gonna let up a lot of yards with this Patriots defense. You know that bend don't break. But what made this Patriots defense so special in years past is they would always be on top when it comes to the turnover game. And we're starting to see that in these couple of weeks. You, you mentioned the fumble recovery, the interception that Harmon got was another great play by this secondary. So it's starting to come on slowly. And the Patriots have not let up many turnovers on the offensive side too, which also helps. Very true. But before we continue, 
I want to let everybody know that this episode of the Patriots Postgame Show is sponsored by Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best heated clothing. That's right, heated clothing powered by rechargeable batteries. Perfect solution to keep you toasty and warm even in the most frigid winter weather. Action Heat clothing provides toasty warmth and comfort for your whole body, including heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, and even undergarments like long johns. You can stay warm and cozy from head to toe with Action Heat. Action Heat clothing is engineered to safely and effectively deliver heat via heating panels similar to heated car seats. They can reach temperatures up to 135 degrees and are powered by rechargeable low voltage lithium lawn batteries that last up to 12 hours on each charge. Batteries can also be used to recharge your phone and any other gadget while you're wearing them. Perfect for any friend or family on a holiday gift list, available in men's and women's styles. Heated products that fit everyone's budget starting at $39.99. We've got a special deal for our listeners and viewers to save 15% off the entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash beat to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's action-heat.com slash beat. Or use the coupon code beat at checkout to save 15%. Stay toasty and warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat. And we thank them for sponsoring our show. So we do have a couple questions here, Mike. A couple people commenting. JD asks, do you think that this year's team is better than the Super Bowl squad from last year. Woo! Ah, man. Honestly, <laughs> better. They have the possibility to be, but offensively, I would say yes. Even though they're missing Edelman, wow. Even though they're missing Edelman, I feel like having the Gronk factor back. Yep. is huge. And not only do you have the Gronk factor back into the mix, but then you bring back Bennett, a guy who was huge for the Patriots in the absence of Gronk last year. So that's Gronk who's healthy. That's Bennett, Bennett who is, I guess is healthy now all of a sudden. He's, he's looking all he's right. Looking he's looking good. All right. Then you have Cooks who, you know, week after week, he's starting to get more comfortable. He's starting to make big plays. Today's game was huge. Uh, and Medola is still over-liable. Hogan, you know, before these injuries, he was looking guy like a guy Brady had no problem depending on. And on top of that, the four-headed monster at running back, which I think is huge. Last year, it was all of you know Blunt and White, Lewis, but that's all you can. That's all you really had to count on. This year, White, Burkhead, and Galissi, who unfortunately has been inactive these last couple of weeks. But you know when he's in the mix, those short yardage situations, he's the guy that you can really depend on. So I think with you know healthy Gronk, Bennett, but especially the four-headed monster at running back that the Patriots can deploy in any type of manner or fashion, I think this makes this offense, even without Edelman, better than last year. Offensively, you bring you bring up a great point. Just because like you said, a Gronk. Gronk changes everything with this offense. You can do so much because he he, there's so much attention on Gronk Gronkowski. Ben is looking all right. Who knows? Dwayne Allen could be that guy that makes, you know, a big catch in a big game. Defensively, though, losing Hightower is still big. Mm -hmm. I, I know last two weeks it hasn't shown, but we haven't seen, we haven't played a great offense. 
the game coming up soon against Pittsburgh is going to tell me a lot where this team is at defensively because now you're facing a high-powered offense with a great coach and a great quarterback with Ben Roethlisberger. So I don't know if I can say yet right now in week 11 or where we're at that the Patriots are better than last year's squad. But I tell you this, Brady has looked has not looked any better than last year. He looked as good as he was last year and the years before, even better maybe. And this, this offense is rolling for sure. Another comment coming in, something I, can, I have no problem talking about, is should Brady be first in the MVP race after this win? Been, you know, teetering between Goff and, not Goff, I'm sorry, Wentz. 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 I think they've been kind of going back and forth, but I think after this victory, for sure, Brady, for, again, the three things that I said earlier, what his team is doing, their record, his stats that he's putting up, and the fact that he's 40 years old and he's performing the way he is, I think those right there uh, put Brady, you know, in the running for MVP. Now, there's something that you brought up, uh, I think, last show, when the fact is that, you know, Similar to Michael Jordan during his years, you know, Jordan could have been MVP Any year. every year throughout the 90s. But obviously, and it even happened with LeBron, I think, over the last couple of seasons. Well, you know, you get a new up and come a guy, something that you never seen before. In the 90s, I think it was Barkley one year. Took a couple. And I think Elijah Wan maybe got one. Or maybe that was the year uh, Jordan, Jordan was retired. Was out, retired yeah. So yeah. never mind. But Barkley got one and Malone got one. And then recently, you saw Rose get a uh, Rose get an MVP yeah. in the NBA, uh, and and these are years where LeBron probably could have won him, you know, four, five, six straight, or whatever the case may be. And same thing with Jordan. With Brady, I think there's been plenty of years where he's gonna could have won multiple MVP awards. And this year, you know, you have the new young guy leading this new offense in the Philadelphia Eagles, and Wentz is having a great year. So. I mean, it's a toss up because people like the new the new shiny new toy. Maybe Brady's the old gunslinger, you know, the last of a dying breed or whatever the case may be. So it's going to come down to who do you really who do you really depend on? Who do you think is really, you know, performing well or whatever the case may be? So I think Brady and Wentz is right there. But in my opinion, for those three things I said, Brady's leading the charge. Like you said. You brought up my point with the with the Michael Michael Jordan Brady Brady could easily suffer from the Michael Jordan effect. We've been there, done that. We know what Brady's all about. But you know the age thing is also a factor where it's been talked about every week. Brady's forty. Brady's forty, and he's playing unbelievable. This game just notched him up a little bit. But Wentz is playing tonight, so Wentz can if he has a great dominating win. He I think it's just, it's a race between those two. Wentz. Yeah and Brady they're going back and forth if one person one of them has a bad game it's going to bring them down a little bit it's between Winston Brady Brady's obviously a front leader he had a great game 30 for 37 like we mentioned three touchdowns the guy's been playing flawlessly hasn't made a mistake in all year probably you know a couple bad throws here and there but he's been amazing Wentz has been just as great so between those two Mike it's going it's going to be an interesting end of the year to see who takes that MVP spot True. Uh, another comment coming in from Andrew Tan says, do you think that Bill Belichick will start to get Dorsett more involved? No. With Because we haven't seen it yet. You know, Chris Hogan's been out for the past couple of weeks, and we haven't really seen much of Dorsett than when Chris Hogan was there. If there was any time for Dorsett to be more involved, it would be now. 
Mm -hmm. You still have the running backs. You still have Gronk. You saw Brandon Cooks out there getting most of the um, getting most of the looks with nine nine targets in this game. Dorsett's going to be that guy when in the playoffs, maybe catch a big one, but he's not going to be heavily involved in this offense unless there's another injury that happens. Hey, man. Dorsett could be another Jonas Gray waiting in the wings and just yeah. all of a sudden, Dorsett is just having a huge game. I mean, we've seen the speed, though. You know, he can be oh, good. Yeah. We, oh, he yeah. could be good for a, a PI late in the game, a pass interference, yeah. something like that. We've seen the speed. If anything were to ever happen to Brandon Cooks, knock on wood, you know, you know, you have Dorsett there. I'm not saying he's just as good, but he has the same similar tools, similar, you know, speed to him. So, hey, don't be surprised if you see a play where Brady connects with Dorsett down the field for a long 60, 70 yard touchdown. It could happen because like Marv just said, the guy has the speed, you know, every once in a while, Brady likes to find those players downfield um and hit that big play but i think you know the more i look at this team and show they've come a long way i mean offensively you knew what they're capable of doing what brady could do with his weapons whatever the case may be but i think like this team is really really hitting the stride and i'm liking what i'm seeing obviously I was hoping, or maybe some people's hoping, especially people in Mexico, that the matchup between the Patriots and Oakland Raiders could have been an entertaining one. Derek Carr versus Tom Brady, like I said last year, this is a matchup that's circled on the calendar, knowing you know what the what the Oakland Raiders were doing. But this year has been completely different. But it's good for the Patriots to continue marching and making their way as you know they hit the later stages of the season because things out there, you know, Steelers. Kansas City still Kansas looking, City's looking shaky, but looking they're going to be up there in the playoffs, of course. But I mean, so, you know, Patriots do want to really today where they can really separate themselves from the rest of the competition and really stand out as the powerhouse team in the AFC. And we want you guys to continue commenting, keep asking questions. We're going to get to as many as possible. But first, this show is also sponsored by MyBookie. Holiday cash, you need it, and I know where to get it. MyBookie is the place to score serious cash on your sports predictions. Believe it or not, the holidays are just around the corner, and while that means plenty of parties, gifts, and spending, it also means that's a lot of football, basketball, and hockey games you can score big on every day. Man up and play with the like the pros on game day. You can play the money line, side, or total. MyBookie is your hookup for all the betting needs and offers super fast payouts when you win. When you just bet, is just as important as you who you're betting on. And if you want to make money by betting games, you got to go to mybookie.ag. They're the only site I'd recommend. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out yourself. They have the odds on every matchup and a mobile site that makes wagering on your smartphone a breeze. Join now and mybookie will match your deposit with up to 50% bonus. Use promo code PATRIOTS to activate offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. I like it. I like it. I like it. So next week, Patriots, you know, continue marching on things. Another road game against, is it, they're taking on the Dolphins? I could be wrong. Wow. Don't know off the top of my head. All I next know week, is Patriots? next week, Patriots. They face the Miami, Miami Dolphins, yes. At home. At home. Finally. Back home at Gillette Stadium, uh, the home cooking. 
you know, it's going to be good to be playing in front of their own fans in their, in their home stadium. The Dolphins, Marv, <laughs> you know, sometimes you don't just want to come out quickly and say it's a win. It's an automatic win. It's an automatic win. I mean, but the Dolphins are really a sorry team. <laughs> and especially going up against a Patriots squad, who, like I just said, are really hitting their stride right now and making things happen. The Dolphins should be a breeze. It should it should e- it should be an easy win. But this is the NFL. We've seen a lot of crazy things happen. Dolphins do play the Patriots tough, but this team with Cutler, you know, they gave they gave out. Um, Jai is no longer there. They still got some playmakers, Landry, Devontae Parker, that you got to look out for with the secondary. Another test for, you know, Butler and, and Gilmore. But at home at Gillette, Mike, Dolphins should be no problem whatsoever. Oh, like I said, you know, Patriots hit an 8-2 now coming off of that victory. Next week, I should be looking, we should be looking at a 9-2 and Patriots team. And, you know, it's all leading up to that showdown coming up soon against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, that, there, and there was a comment oh, on go ahead, it. Go ahead. There was a comment. Andrew Tan, who is the biggest threat to the Pats in the AFC, even though the Steelers look like the best, I don't think it's them because they don't play well against us. And you're right, Andrew. You know, Steelers, I think it's no question that Steelers are going to be the Patriots' toughest matchup. And the difference between the Steelers this year and last year, the Steelers are playing really good defense this year. Mm-hmm. The defense has improved a lot. Um, and I'm pretty sure when they face the Patriots, they're not going to do the same old zone defense that the Patriots have been killing them with for the past couple years. But the difference this year is, like we mentioned before, wrong. We have Gronkowski now. That tight end changes everything for the Patriots. They're not going to be a lot of dipping and dodging to Edelman and White. You have so many more options. you got Brandon Cooks who can spread them out a little bit too defensively. So Patriots are going to be a huge test for the for the Steelers' defense too, who hasn't been as tested because they haven't seen an offense like the Patriots. True. I mean, I always feel like uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are probably the Patriots' biggest you know, test, biggest obstacle that they're going to have to overcome later on the season. I don't fully believe in the Chiefs. I know the Chiefs were able to get that win, uh, that victory, you know, week one against the Patriots. But I firmly believe if the Patriots and Chiefs were to meet up again, it'd be a completely different situation. But I feel like because Pittsburgh has great coaching, Roethlisberger, say what you want about him this season. It's been a roller coaster ride, but he's still a battle-tested a quarterback in this league, and he has great weapons in in Bell and Brown and, and your boy Juju, Juju. Smith-Schuster. Uh, Martavis Bryant is still there, as disgruntled as he may be. He's still a weapon that can make plays happen down the field. I think offensively, you know, Patriots are right there, and Steelers are not too far behind in terms of what they're able to do offensively. So I'm always – looking at the Steelers and saying, man, that could be a tough matchup for the Patriots. But over the last couple of seasons, when they have met up in the playoffs, especially last year, Patriots have just taken care of business. However, those <laughs> playoff games have been at home in Gillette. True. And we have to remember, season was to end today, Steelers will get that number one seed because mm-hmm. they, they beat in Kansas City and we did not beat Kansas City. So that matchup against Steelers is Jeez. huge because you want that home field advantage. I'm not going to be as confident in beating Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh 
than I would be if it was home in Gillette. So that's something to look out for. It's going to be an interesting game to see because both sides know what they're playing for. I think the Patriots, like Marv just said, are playing because they want to get in a position to possibly be that number one seed. Uh, and at the same time, I think looks at that look is looking at that game and saying, man, we want to beat Patriots, you know, get a firm lock onto the number one seed and home field advantage. But at the same time, they're like, we're trying to get to the Super Bowl. The Patriots is a, t is a team that we're going to have to overcome, you know, similar to in the NBA, where as great as the Celtics are playing right now, I think everybody pretty much knows that if the Celtics are going to get to the finals, they're going to have to get through Cleveland. So I think that's similar to how uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers look at the Patriots and, and, and what's going on in the season. But I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. Like I said, it's going to be a big matchup for both sides. It's going to tell you a lot. In, in terms of where the teams are headed as the season progresses. Um, one, one thing that was said earlier, um, the past couple of weeks we've been getting questions on Malcolm Mitchell and is he going to return or is he not going to return? And to be honest, nobody really knows. You know, during the, um, during the what do you call it? Oh, I'm blanking right now. Bye week. During the bye week, you know, Brady Belichick was asked about Malcolm Mitchell and he left he left the door open. He said there's a lot of football to be left to be played. That was going to be closed when Shane McClellan was supposed to come out of IR and solidify that last um, roster spot. But he had he suffered a setback. So the door is still open for Mitchell to come back with. We haven't heard much on him, so no one really knows if he'll be able to come back or not. But if he was to, it would would it would be sooner than later. True. And um, believe me, I think we all know how important Mitchell is to the team, what is to the team, and what he's capable of doing. We all saw how he performed as a rookie in the Super Bowl last year. Uh, but at the same time, even if he's not fully right, not fully healthy, still dealing with some soreness and injury, whatever the case may be, I think the Patriots' offense, the way it's constructed, especially if you get Hogan back into the mix, I think they'll be quite all right. You know, Mitchell's a young guy who I think we both feel he has a lot of potential and a bright future ahead of him. So even if he can't come back, whether it's because you know, they don't have a spot for him or he's still trying to deal with his injury, whatever the case may be. I think the Patriots offense will be all right as long as everybody who they have now can stay healthy. Gonzalez Fitness is talking about how his Raiders are really poor right now. And <laughs> Gonzalez, we got something for that later. So don't don't you worry about that. We coming up with that real soon for sure. Uh, any other things you, you take away from this game, Marv, or the Patriots, or what you what you saw defense offensively? No James White in this game, really. Not really. One one target. We didn't see we didn't see much of James White. Dion Lewis was the spearhead of this offense. He once again for the past two weeks, he just looked really good. Ten ten carries, sixty yards, no touchdown this game, but he kept the chains moving every time you needed. Burkett, you know, similar did great as well, but then he did fumble. So we didn't we didn't see much of him afterwards. James White five carries, thirteen yards. It was another Dion Lewis game, and that's a player that's not being talked about a lot as well. Going into the stretch, if he can stay healthy, Dion Lewis could be you know he's not going to be Brady, but he could be another MVP for this team definitely, especially moving moving the chains in this offense. Yeah, I mean another comment just came up about James White and, and how do we feel about him moving forward? I think Dion Lewis is. Just playing great football right now. He's yeah. playing out of his mind, and he's giving the Patriots exactly what they need out of the running back, running back position. And I think, you know, when if it calls upon him and they need him to step up, I think James White is very much capable of stepping up 
in providing the Patriots what he has done in the past, what he's done did in the Super Bowl last year, what he's done in certain games this season. I even I think he had a great game against the Atlanta Falcons when they played. I think James White is very capable. But as great as it is to, that the Patriots have this four-headed monster at running back, you know week in, week out, somebody is not going to play. Somebody's going to lose carry. Somebody's not going to be playing a lot of snaps. Somebody's going to lose time. And this wasn't a James White game. You know, once again, game flow. There wasn't many times when Brady and the offense were ha having those third down situations when you needed a James White. The, this offense was really ro rolling where they didn't need much of James White in, during this game for what his role is on this team. Very true. But I think all of that still boils down to the fact that the Patriots are very lucky, very fortunate to have, you know, so many guys that they can count upon uh, in different situations, whether it be the different running backs that they have or whether it be the different options at receiver, tight end that they have. Patriots have options. And when you give Brady various options that, that you know, hopefully he can develop chemistry with and make plays with, the Patriots offense, I feel like, will be in good hands, you know, with whoever they have. But looking at the time, Mm -hmm. We're going to get around to that point in the show where not only the stars of the game, but the sorries of the game. Mm -hmm. Well, let's start with the stars. Anybody in mind that really stands out to you off of this performance against the Oakland Raiders? I think you, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I have a couple of stars. You know, you have to give it to Tom Brady. Of this course. Is, this is, it's crazy to say, but. We say it every week, but this was one of his best games of the season. He he, he was amazing out there. Thirty at point, I think he went twelve for twelve on the field. It's thirty for thirty-seven, three hundred thirty-nine yards, three touchdowns. He really picked apart this defense. I mean, when you're only going thirty for thirty-seven, you're throwing deep balls, Mike. That's really amazing. This guy is forty years old. We talk about it every day. I know I'm repeating myself, but Tom Brady was great during this game absolutely another guy you got to give credit to who's been quiet who's he's been kind of quiet you know about this individual brandon cooks six receptions 149 yards and a touchdown the guy delivered today when needed big time performance from brandon cooks and then my last star has to go to stephen Biskowski. he hit his career high 62 yards and four for four Great performance by Kaskowski. Those are my three stars, man. I, I couldn't disagree with you at all. Those guys right there, the same stars I had in mind for their performance that they had in tonight's game. For the viewers out there who are watching, if you have any stars oh, yeah. in mind, let us know. Send them comments. You know, another guy, guy, Andrew Tan, just said he believes that Kaskowski is a star. I can't disagree with you, Andrew, man. I think Kaskowski had a great game. A 62-yard field goal? Hit it. Ask Marv. I sat here. I said, there's no way this bum is hitting that. Because you know, I'm a little shaky on Gaskowski sometimes, but I give credit where credit is due. Gaskowski hit that field goal 62 yards to end. He could have hit it, when it was 68, maybe 70. That that ball was nice. I give him credit, man. It was a it was a great game for sure. And a great kick for sure as well. And there's the good. There's the bad. And when you're bad on this show right here, we tell you sorry. So let us know who you guys have as your sorries of the week, too. If you guys have anything different from us, we'll definitely give you guys a shout out and let it be heard. But, Mike, I'm interested to hear Yeesh, sorry. Interested to who you're giving 
this sorry too. You know, I'm looking at the Patriots today, mm -hmm. and it's like everybody played well. There wasn't really <laughs> any bad performances that I saw. I mean, I could go real, real Belichickian mm -hmm. and give a sorry to Burkhead for the fumble. Sheesh. But I won't do that. The team that. scored 38, 33 points. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at the, the Patriots on the Patriots side of the ball. In my opinion, I can't give a sorry out. If you, you know, viewers out there, if you guys have a sorry from the Patriots side, let us know. In my opinion, I don't know about Marv, but I can't give a sorry out to the Patriots or any uh, any Patriots that played today. But I can't give a sorry to the Oakland Raiders. And like I said at the beginning of the show, <laughs> this team and the way it's constructed, this offense should be not only the same, but possibly even better than they were last year. When all the talk about Derek Carr being a possible MVP candidate, all the hype around the Oakland Raiders in the offense, I ain't going to lie. I was possibly and somewhat afraid of the Oakland Raiders because mm -hmm. that offense was clicking. Derek Carr's back fully healthy. Crabtree's there. Cooper's there. They got uh, Jared Cook, great tight end from Green Bay. And then you bring in beast mode. That combination should be elite. But this team has been struggling all season long. Now their record six sits at four and six. Hopefully still crawl, crawling, crawling, crawling. There are way to possibly getting a chance to be a wild card team or whatnot. But Oakland Raiders, the fall off you guys have had from last year to this year, I have to give you a sorry. Real quick, Mike. So. Is where when week eleven. What's your, what's your thoughts on Derek Carr? Because this is not the same Derek Carr we saw last year. Are we blaming this on injury, or is he, or was the hype a little too much? Because there was a point. Carr is the next Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, could it be some of Derek Carr and how he's performing? Possibly. Could the offensive schemes and the way the offenses? I don't know who the offensive coordinator is, but could the way the offense? constructed is it messing with what he's what you know he's capable of doing he has the weapons cooper i mean cooper's had a bad season a lot of that's on cooper because a man can't catch but cooper's there crabtree's there you know you got roberts another capable receiver jared cook uh they got a couple different options at running back i don't know it was it is it too much for for car to handle all the hype is it the offense and the way it's set up I don't know, but something's not clicking there because on paper, excuse me, on paper, this team is supposed to be solid. I'm talking yeah. like this team, Kansas City's having a great season. Kansas City has a pretty solid defense. But there's no reason why the Oakland Raiders shouldn't be as good or even better than Kansas City. That's just in my personal opinion. No, I agree, especially after last year. But last year starting to look like a fluke. I'm, and I'm starting to think Derek Carr – we got to, you know, lower our expectation with this guy. He's good. You know, we've seen him make incredible comebacks before, but he's not as special as may have thought he was. My sorry, Mike, you already gave it to the Oakland Raiders, which isn't, which isn't obvious. My sorry has got to go to, you know, the young fans in Mexico oh, City. Oh, boy. You know, this is big for them. Oh, Ameri American football coming over to Mexico? 
you know, I'm, I get to see a battle between the Patriots and the Raiders, too. You know, it's supposed to be two top teams in the AFC. Mm-hmm. I'm hyped. Expensive tickets. I might not. Who knows if there's going to be football again weekly for us. So this is this is something big for me. Yeah. You go in the game, you know, you're hyped up. Mm-hmm. The, the crowd is going crazy. This is an amazing experience. Hour goes by. You see the scores. It's like 30 to nothing. 30 to nothing. Everybody's quiet. <laughs> on their phones, not even watching the game anymore. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry you had to watch such a beatdown. I mean, you got to see the GOAT do his thing. To see Brian Hoyer in the game, you know it's not, it's not, it's not looking too good. Yeah. So to the Mexico City fans of football, here on CLNS, we like to give you guys a big sorry. That's not one of our usual sorries that we give. It's no, but I mean, I don't give sorries to fans, but in this game, a little, you know, a little tired. I mean, hey, it wasn't it wasn't the funnest game. To fans in Mexico, you want to, if you want to know about terrible football being played, in the call, they see terrible football oh. a lot. <laughs> oh, they see terrible football a lot over there. So if you want to, you know, have somebody to cope with and understand what you're feeling after this debacle of a game. Just hit up the people in London. They know what it's like with some of the games that the NFL sends that way. Shout out to Clifton Brown. He he kind of was in your lane, Mike, and he wanted to give Rex Burkhead, you know, a sorry for that fumble. You know, Patriots, Belichick, they don't play fumbles over there. You fumble, mm-hmm. you're behind us to the bench. You're taking a seat, and we'll let you know. Belichick will let you know when you're ready to reenter the game. But you fumble, I don't think – you know, you see a lot of other teams running back fumbles. You know, they come back the next series, whatever the case may be, and that running back's right back out there. Oh, yeah. You running back, you fumble, you can bet your bottom dollar that she will not be out there the next time the offense has a ball, and Belichick will let you know when he believes you'll have a turn again. Ask, ask where Stephen Ridley's at. <laughs> Stephen, I saw him down at Wegmans. Yeah. He asked me paper or plastic. <gasps> Wasn't sure what was fun. <laughs> My. Oh, man. With all that being said, though, you know, next week, Patriots Dolphins, I believe, is a one o'clock game. It's about time. It's about time. Yeah, like them early ones. Uh, but yeah, we'll be here doing our thing on the Patriots post game show. Make sure you stay tuned to CLNS Media each week because there's the pregame show that happens with Alex Barth. You know, a lot of coverage being done over with the Patriots and their games week in and week out. But our job right here is to hold you guys down with the post-game show like we do each and every week. Any final thoughts, Mark? Where can they find you at, Mike? Find me on Twitter at CLNS underscore Mike Nice. Hit me up. Talk sports, Patriots, Celtics, Red Sox, sports. I'm your guy. Hit me up. You can follow me at CLNS underscore Marv. Same thing. We can talk sports, music, whatever's going on in the world. Patriots are rolling. Let's against the Miami Dolphins. Should be should be a smooth, like Mike said, a breeze of a win. <laughs> yeah. So with all that being said, this has been the Patriots post game show for Marvin Azan. See you guys next week.